Welcome to What's Going On, the weekly podcast and videocast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of What's Going On. I'm Pastor Katie here at First United Methodist, and I'm glad you could join me for this episode. In this episode, I want to tell you a story um, because I think it's pretty cool. So this story begins a couple of years ago. And I had someone come into my office. They had heard about something that was happening at Embrace Church in Sioux Falls, where Embrace had done a reverse offering, where they gave the people in worship money to go and use for the kingdom. And it really spoke to them. And they said, it would be really cool for our church to do something like that. And I said, yeah, that would be awesome. Cut to about a year ago. That same person came into my office and handed me cash, saying, let's do it. Let's make this happen. Let's do the reverse offering. And so we made a plan. And on Mother's Day of 2023, we gave everybody who attended church that week money with the idea that they would take that blessing and use it to be a blessing. Now, I've already talked in other podcasts about what happened and about a lot of the things that people chose to use that money for. And during that worship service, I talked about the parable of the talents and how it's not even just about what we've been given, but how we use what we're given and how um, how the different um, servants of the master, some, you know, one just buried it and gave back exactly what it was. Others invested it. Others um grew that money. And so for some of you, you really sought out ways to grow that initial investment that we made in you in order to honor God. Uh, And I loved so many of the things that came out of that, but the blessings from that time are not over. Uh, One of you, uh, Sherry Doherty, uh, many of you know Sherry, and she's such a wonderful human being, Sherry had the idea of using her $100 as an initial investment in a silent auction to raise more funds for something connected to the church. And so I'm going to cut to a side story that is related. Around that same time, maybe a week for Mother's Day, I received a gift from my family to go get a massage here in town. I haven't had a massage in a long time. It was wonderful. Anyway, the massage therapist was asking me what I did. And I said, I'm a pastor, a pastor at the Methodist church. And the massage therapist said, one of your people was just in. And she told me about what you guys did at your church where you did a reverse offering. I don't think she probably used that language. And she was telling me how she wanted to do this silent auction. And so that massage therapist was so inspired by my congregant, by Sherry, because it was Sherry, that she donated a massage session to go into the silent auction. Those are worth $100 by themselves. It's pretty amazing. And so throughout the summer, Sherry's been working on this silent auction. Now, another thing happened. in this past year, in that um, 
Shar Peterson's sister-in-law, Julene White, passed away. This would be Pat White's daughter-in-law. Um, and Julene, I, I got to do that service, even though they don't live here in Yankton locally anymore. Um, they had asked if I would do the service and, and I was honored to do so. And Julene was a very special woman who had some very um, big interests in her life. Two of the uh, two of those were featured prominently um, during her celebration of life. One was um, she collected teddy bears, and the other was she was a massive Vikings fan. So much so that at the funeral, uh, the family requested that I end the funeral by saying "skull," which is what Vikings fans say. Um, and that's like their cheer. I've never been asked to do that before. And I think I surprised a lot of people <laughs> at the funeral when I did, but it, it was very fitting for that one. And, and I was happy to do it. Well, um, that couple didn't uh, have any, the, the husband wanted to do something with her collections that meant something. And so they did, um, they did an auction where they, they, some of it was went to that, and that went to um, a nonprofit that helps with with um, what her health conditions were, and then the rest of it they asked if if we at the church would like to take it and use it to help our ministry in some way, and it was such a beautiful offering that I couldn't refuse. Although at the time I wasn't sure what we were going to do with a bunch of teddy bears and Vikings memorabilia, <laughs> um, you know, that it, it was kind of random, but it's so meaningful and beautiful and that they would entrust us with that just felt very, I was very honored. And so as, as the day they brought them and we were thinking, what are we going to do? How are we going to use this? And, and, and with the intention that it was given, um, I remember Cherry and the project she'd been working on about a silent auction. And I thought, I bet that would be a great use for this Vikings memorabilia. We have some Vikings fans. Now, often I hear more about the Chiefs fans than anything around here, but I do know that there are some Vikings fans uh, in the congregation or that you might have some that you're related to. And these are some pretty unique things that, that, um, that, that we're gonna have to offer. And then you might be wondering about the teddy bears. Well, we also have another ministry that we thought the teddy bears could go to. And many of you know that around Christmas time, we do um, Shoebox Christmas for Milk's Camp, which is, uh, what is the best way to describe it? People who are members of the tribe, tribes, but not living on the reservations, West River, and in particular, Rosebud Reservation. Milk's Camp is an area that at one point was part of the reservation, and then the lines moved, and it was no longer part of the reservation, but the people who lived there are still members of the tribe. Um, and But so they're kind of, they get sort of left out on some of the reservation-directed um, philanthropy. And so we in particular have have now for many years uh, done Shoebox Christmas for that group. Um, and so the teddy bears are going to be added to the gifts to the children of Milk's Camp this year. 
and the Vikings memorabilia is going to go to the silent auction. Now, now there are more items to the silent auction than what I have listed. Those are the things that I knew about um, because of how they came about. Uh, I do know that there's, so Sherry took her hundred dollars that she got from the church and used that to start building up baskets for the silent auction. And she also, and this is the part about the story that I love so much. She kept sharing the story. She kept sharing the story of our church and its generosity, of the things that we've been doing, of the people that we care about. And people have been generous with her. Businesses have been generous with her because she shared our story. This is one of our membership vows is to be a witness. And Sherry, in doing this work, has been an incredible witness to Christ and for our church family. Um, and so I am excited because I don't know everything that she has up her sleeve for this silent auction, but the things that I do know about, I'm pretty excited about. And I do plan to do some Christmas shopping uh, this Sunday after worship. Now, the final part of this story is um, what Sherry planned to raise the money for. Uh Initially, as we talked, um, it was a general sort of mission. She hadn't really, hadn't decided on anything in particular and, and for it to just be toward missions and then we could use it. And then um, Sherry has a strong connection to Lake Ponset Camp, much like I do. We share our heart for that. And Sherry was the one who brought to our church an opportunity to give toward the new deck that is now on the retreat center at Lake Ponset. That new deck is wonderful, by the way. Um, and it it's nice to be able to go out there and stand on it and not worry about like, is this going to fall over? <laughs> I don't think it would have, but it, there were parts of it that were not very sturdy anymore. Um, so that that is a reality that has been out there. And now the camp is having to look at um, the main dining hall. It's called Main Lodge. The Main Lodge has... Uh, the camp for the the kitchen for the lower camp, the dining hall, and a rec room, and then bathrooms and things on the end. It is a domed structure, and it is very old. <laughs> and the cost for for replacing that structure is very high. Um, and so the camp is now having to look at what are their options. And so Sherry had thought maybe this is would be a good place for her silent auction proceeds to go to. And I would agree, that would be a very good place. Um, I, I will never, never stop supporting Lake Ponce Camp. Uh, that place, as, as you know, has my heart in so many ways. That is where I received my call to ministry, or at least where I accepted it. Um, it is where I was married. It's where I spent my college years and have formed some of the best relationships and friendships of my life. Um, so, I was all for that, all for her doing that. And then a couple of weeks ago, I started to share, and I shared first with the, the Tuesday small group that I've been teaching since I've come here, um, and then on the podcast about the playground and what has been happening with that. And Sherry heard me. I swear, 
it's not my intention to cry on the podcast. <laughs> it's not my intention to cry publicly ever. Um, it makes me super uncomfortable, <laughs> but it just really touched me. After that day in class, and then after she heard it on the podcast, she reached out to me with two things. The first is she had an idea for someone to contact that can maybe help us with the playground. You see, Lake Ponta can't put in a playground last spring. And I've been out there twice since it's been there, and my kids love it. It is a wonderful addition to Lake Ponce Camp, and the location of it is perfect. It's right at the end of Main Lodge. It's right in the center of Lower Camp. It's the Gaga Ball Court is near it. The Tether Ball is near it, and my kids just—they're like magnets to it. And she, when she was out there this summer, she was visiting with someone who was highly invested in the process of getting that playground at Lake Ponce. And so she suggested maybe I contact them and see who put in that playground and maybe if they could help. And so I did. And things are still in the works, but I have to say there's more hope around the playground actually getting installed this fall than I've had in a while. Uh, there's some real possibilities there. And as, as those come to fruition, I will let you know. At this point, nothing's set in stone, um, but but I'm very cautiously optimistic right now. And so that was a wonderful gift that she, I had asked in the podcast, if you had ideas of who we could contact to share them. And she took me up on it. And I'm so grateful that she did. The second is that she had decided that she wanted the proceeds of the silent auction to go toward covering the rest of the costs of the playground installation. ever have moments in your life where you feel so humbled and grateful and speechless I didn't expect that <laughs> this project that she's been working on is going to dovetail with the project that I care so much about And so anything you bid on in the silent auction, anything that you donate toward it is going to go help make this playground dream a reality because it's going to happen. And so this podcast is sounding like an ode to Sherry Doherty, and it kind of is <laughs> for the work that she's been doing. And so this Sunday after church, one of the things that's happening is the silent auction that's been in the works. That these strings have been starting to weave together years ago and it's culminating this Sunday and I'm, I'm really excited about what's happening. But that's not the only thing that's happening on Sunday because this summer I had my uh, 20, 20th high school reunion and uh, the class president showed up to the reunion wearing our high school t-shirt, which 
looked, I mean, one, I'm impressed that anyone can fit into things they wore in high school. I'm not sure I could. Uh, but also, he, it looked like brand new. Like, he had taken such good care of it. And and that he knew where it was. I don't even know if I have mine anymore. And if I do, I don't know where it is. But on the back of the shirt, uh, we had like a really fancy quote for the class. Don't remember what it was. But the quote that we really lived into um, was go big or go home. And it was kind of tongue in cheek because we were the smallest class of the school. And we had been for forever. Like we had 18 in our graduating class. Um, and so for us to say, like, go big or go home when we were the smallest class. But I've kind of always kept that in, in my heart of if you're going to do something, like, go for it. Like, don't do it half-heartedly. Like, go for it. Make it an event. Make it a spectacle. Like, let's do it. And so uh, we have that sort of attitude on Sunday. If we're going to do a silent auction, we're going to make make it an event that you want to be at. And so on top of the silent auction, we're doing a chili cook-off. Um, and these are both fundraisers kind of. So again, keep in mind that the money going to silent auction is going to the playground. The money from the chili cook-off that we're doing, that's going to go to the missions of the church. And that's, that is to help fund things like loads of love, help to fund things like our angel tree, sweetheart trees, um, when we do the banquet, when we do any of those kind of things, uh, that's what the chili cook-off funding is going toward. So this is how the chili cook-off is working, to the best of my knowledge. I, I, I want to give credit here to our new missions uh, point person, staff person, Carla Hummel, who uh, took on the role of missions and then just took off with it. And, and this is kind of the first big thing that you're seeing from, from uh, her leadership. And can I just say that um, God is so good. God is so good. So chili cook-off. Uh, if you want to make a chili and this weekend is like, right now as I'm recording it, it's raining outside and I want chili. So like God is good. And that is providing the right atmosphere to make chili. Um, if you want to make chili, go for it. And you bring it Sunday morning. What's going to happen is we'll have, you know, bring your crock pot of your chili and we'll have them in Wesley Hall. And as people come through, they're going to get, we have, we're going to provide little, little taste, taster bowls and they can try as many chilies as they like. I would recommend trying all of them. And then um, rather than paying to do it, you're going to put your money uh, into the chili or chilies that you like best. So let's say we have six chilies to try. You go through, you try them all. Maybe your strategy is going to be, all right, in my favorite chili, I'm going to put $20 because I love that chili. That chili was amazing. Maybe my second favorite's going to get $10. Maybe my third favorite's going to get $5. And then maybe maybe the rest I put a dollar in, or maybe I don't put any money in the rest. That would be an amazing way to approach it. For Maybe it's, I'm going to put my whole donation in the chili that I like, and the rest of them, they got to fend for themselves, because I want this one to win. Um, maybe you're like, you know what? I can't decide. I like them all. They're all getting 10 bucks. Great. There's going to be a donation basket next to every chili that comes. Um, 
So hopefully we have enough donation baskets. If a bunch of you decide like Saturday night that you're making chili, we'll make it happen. And we want you to do that because the more chilies there are, the more fun it is. And basically the bigger bragging rights you get um, for, for winning. And that's what you're going to win is bragging rights is maybe we can make up a, a ribbon or I'll find, I'll find something uh, that you can have uh, to commemorate your win uh, for this chili cook-off. Um, but I just want you to know, we've got some of our best cooks that, that are committing to doing this and they're, they're going to bring it. And, and I know that this is anyone's, anyone has a chance of winning this because really taste is subjective, right? And what you might like, someone else might not like. Um, but what a fun opportunity. And so that'll be happening. And that's going to be happening instead of fellowship. So instead of, of gathering up in the lounge outside of the sanctuary, you're going to come downstairs to our big fellowship hall, which we call Wesley Hall, to do chili cook-off. There's also going to be cinnamon rolls because... And I've learned this, that it is a Midwestern thing, but there's something about the combination of chili and cinnamon rolls. I mean, I had that in school. Like it was just a given that that's what it would be. Um, so we'll have that as well. And then the other thing, because like I've said, go big or go home is uh, every, we're starting this month with every last Sunday of the month, we're going to celebrate birthdays and anniversaries during during our fellowship time we want you to know how awesome and important you are and that we want to celebrate you and we also know that for some people they don't really have anyone around that celebrates their birthday or maybe they feel weird about it we'll celebrate it and then you get to celebrate with other people and i'm also learning how many of you also share birthdays and share <laughs> anniversaries and so you can also like, it's it's going to be a party. And so that's starting with the chili cook-off, with the silent auction. We're also going to be having our birthday and anniversary party. So when I say that Sunday after church is going to be the place to be, you're going to get chili. You're going to get cinnamon rolls. You're going to get cake. You get to support the mission of our church. You get to make the playground a possibility and make that happen. You get to maybe do some Christmas shopping or shopping for yourselves. Uh, I used to watch a show called Parks and Rec and two of the characters used to say, treat yourself. <laughs> um, if you've never watched that show, it's so good. Uh, this is the time to do it because in buying those things, not only are you potentially doing a good for yourself or someone you love, uh, but you're also benefiting the church. And so, um, yeah, Sunday's a big day. Not only that, we're going to be wrapping up our sermon series, Jesus Revealed, the I Am Statements from the Gospel of John. Our final I Am Statement is I Am the Resurrection and the Life. Um, and then next Sunday, so October 1st, uh, we will be moving into a new sermon series for the month of October called Five Practices of Fruitful Congregations. We spend a lot of time this summer uh, and into the fall on really digging in the Gospels and the words of Jesus himself, which I think is incredibly important. And we should spend a lot of time doing that. But we're going to shift gears a little bit into some 
more practical uh, teaching, um, and especially around what does it mean for us to be the church? Uh, even in the I am statements, you know, we've we started really begin to understand how we are connected, how our faith is a communal faith, but also what does it mean for us to be a part of a church? What does it mean for us? And what does a healthy church look like? Uh, Bishop Robert Schneezy, decades ago, wrote a book called The Five, Fruitful, Five Practices of Fruitful Congregations. I always want to say that wrong. Um, and recently it's been updated and re-released. And so we're going to be using that um, for the month of October. The October 1st is also World Communion Sunday. And so that is um, a special giving Sunday in the United Methodist Church. And so uh, we'll, we'll uh, be giving you an opportunity to give there if you would like. Um, we've got something really special up our sleeves for World Communion Sunday. I'm working with Carol Becker. Um, and so you know that it's going to be awesome. So you're definitely not going to want to miss that day of worship. Um, I do want to mention that next week, uh, the last week of September, Tiffany and I are going to be out of the office from Tuesday afternoon through the end of the week. I'll be back for worship, but we'll be heading to Kansas City for Leadership Institute. This is something we've done every year now, like for three years. So I don't know, can we call that a tradition? I don't know. But it is a continuing learning opportunity for both of us. And, and we've found it to be very beneficial. I've come back from those incredibly inspired um, and connected. And so we are going to be doing that. There will still be six of five. There will still be confirmation. Um, those things are still happening um, just without us, which is great. One of the marks, I think, of a good leader is that you can step out and everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing and can handle it, right? Um, and so this will be a good test to see how well our leadership is working in the life of the church. Uh, but just to keep you aware, um, if you have any needs, please call the office uh, and and they can get hold of us or if, if they can cover it locally, they will. So um, that is happening. Uh, also, October 1st, we'll begin the Christianity 101 um, class Sunday mornings at 830. That is going to happen in Wesley Hall. I like to be downstairs uh, in the mornings. Um so we're going to meet in there. Again, this is an opportunity for you to like brush up on the basics of, of theology and, and um, maybe things that you haven't thought about in a while or ever. Um, and also just an opportunity that um, if you want to be a part of a study, if you were like, I don't know what to study. This is a great like introduction. This is going to be the same types of things that our confirmation students are learning. So it's the kind of foundational things. Um, so whether you have been a Christian for five minutes or you know 50 years, I think there's something useful there. And, and it's also a great time to bring your questions um, because I will be happy to um, do my best to answer them um, or address them as much as I can. So um, come check it out. That's going to start October 1st. Um, there's not homework to it. It's just you come every week, there'll be a topic and uh, we'll we'll talk about theology and church history and hard, you know, good and hard things and, and I'm gonna make you think and um, and hopefully it'll it'll also touch your heart. So um, yeah, good things are happening. Good things are happening. 
Wednesday nights, I tell you what, I told someone last night, I'm recording this on Thursday morning. I told someone last night at, at our 605 during the meal time, which it was my favorite meal that Carol does, chicken tater tot hot dish. Um, it's delightful. And I was so excited. But I said, this is one of the highlights of my week is to see all of these kids here and to feel the energy and to just get to be a part of it. And I go from that to teaching confirmation. And I just love it. I love it. Wednesday nights are one of my favorite times in the week. And so if you've not experienced that, come experience it. If you're, um, if you have no other reason to come, then you can come help serve or come help wipe tables or something. They would love to have people who can do that, but it gives you an excuse to just come be a witness to the life that's happening. Cause I don't want you to miss it out, miss out on it because it's pretty incredible. It is. So with that, I think that's plenty. The big thing is you don't want to miss Sunday. Make every effort to be here and be ready to be generous because there's a lot happening. There are really good things to give toward and we're going to make it as great of an experience as we possibly can for all of you. So come, invite your friends, invite your neighbors, invite your cousins, nieces, best friend. I don't, whoever. Um, this is the time for everybody. And so I hope to see you Sunday. And if not, see you soon. God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode of What's Going On. We'd love to have you join us for worship here at the church on Sundays at 10 a.m. You can also find us online via our website at firstumcyankton.org or search for us on YouTube.